Welcome NFL Nation, this is the Fake Punt Podcast with Sunny and Vaz. This show is for all of you out there who do not have the time to watch every single game, every single Sunday. We are going to review them all for you, make our analysis all while you're on your way to work, at the gym or wherever you're listening to. So stay tuned. Do do Fake Punt Podcast week four. Do 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 do. I'm on the phone with Sunny. How are you? I'm good bro, how you doing? I'm very, very well. NFL Nation is ready for our thing. We're going to try and smash through this. It's been an absolutely incredible week. I want you to start off straight away with the Thursday night game. Thursday night football. Here we go. It was Eagles-Packers. Eagles came out on top of this one, 34-27. I have to say, the Eagles looking a little bit better, looking a little bit more like that Super Bowl team that took a run. It's like a week up and week down, right? It's it's all over the place. But, you know, Miles Sanders, Jordan Howard today doing absolute bits in the running game. They were all over it. I think that Wentz had a great game. Yeah, fine. But these guys carried it. The fact that they spread the ball around, they weren't relying on their quarterback, they weren't relying on their passing game, uh, which is fortunate. I think defensively, uh, the corners that they've got out there at the Packers, Kevin King and Jaya Alexander, uh, both looked great. Both were doing uh, doing. Very, very good out there on the field. Um, I don't understand this. Looking at the numbers, you see how Aaron Rodgers did. 422 yards and two touchdowns, plus an extra 46 yards. That's that's over 450 yards all round for Aaron Rodgers. And yet they still managed to lose this game. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't understand it. But it just goes to show that the Eagles, the Eagles um, as a team, the defense also playing playing really well. Um, also, field position, the special teams on the Eagles. Uh, Miles Sanders had a fantastic kick return. Um, the Packers, I think they they gave away some of their big drives. It was sort of like a bend-don't-break defense at the Eagles. They just waited. They gave uh, a little bit of off coverage. Didn't want to give anything up deep to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, they let him take the short stuff and uh, eventually, I mean, forced... forced uh, who looked better? Fumble Wentz, the and, and interception. Um, I think Rogers still looked better. Um, no question about it. He just didn't have the running game to go with it. Uh, it all came down to the last play of the game, really, from Rogers. They could have won it. They're on the goal line. They have. It's it's, uh, it's a little bit like Seahawks uh, Seahawks Patriots Super Bowl, where they're on the goal line, just give the ball to the running back, but they didn't. They threw a slant and it was intercepted. Um, I agree with this decision because they didn't have Marshall Lynch in the backfield. Yeah. They had no run game for the whole of the day. <laughs> do you remember? And, do you remember yeah. when that happened? Do you remember when that happened? And I saw the memes going like, <laughs> or like the the guy at the McDonald's counter. Do you want me to hand you your McDonald's or just? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It? They, they did it. Do you ever watch that program, The League, which is about fantasy football? Yeah. yeah. And they did they did a, an intro the first season of it. It's uh, one of the guys was like, ah, oh, chuck me a beer. And he's like, you're only you're only two yards away i get i get and get marshawn just to carry it over to you he's like i'll carry it it's no problem and he just throws it hits the barbecue sets fire to the whole whole beach (laughs) (laughs) but no that's it uh good game by both teams but the uh, the eagles came out on top so let's move on all right going going on moving on to the titans falcons both teams which i don't really care too much about because because i don't appreciate um the quarterbacks but are you gonna get on the hype train with never, never, I'm never. I'm not going on the Mariota hype train because he exactly looked like a good quarterback for exactly 30 minutes. That's yeah. it. Okay, fine. You know what? I had a full thing prepared about the Titans defense, about Hunter Ryan, etc. But let's talk about Mariota. Okay, first half, four, uh, 14 for, uh, out of 19, 189 yards, three TDs. I'll give you that. He looked yeah. alright. Yeah, they looked alright. You know, defense, defense came. Um, the Falcons came in with a game plan which clearly didn't work for them because Mariota changed up his game a little bit. They ran the ball a little bit less. He took a couple of more chances, but they made their adjustment for the second half. And what did you get? Four out of eight. Right? Four completions out of eight attempts, 38 yards. Okay, you can make an argument that they were so far ahead that they only started running the ball. Okay? Yeah, being more conservative. They were you can you can make that argument, but still, like you can tell that you like you can tell you have to watch the game. It's very difficult to say, but you have to watch the game. You can see that Marionta is not comfortable in the pocket. He is not, uh, and he's not good enough on the run to throw the ball. Um, he needs a very very strong running game to be successful, or a very like 
high lead up front, but you know, then also Kirk Cousins can win. Like Kirk Cousins can win when he's 21 points up. So that's not that's not really the end of the world. I'm not comparing him to Kirk Cousins because Kirk Cousins is probably fell for me after this week down to like rank 30 out of all the quarterbacks mm-hmm. um i'm just saying my lord bought himself one week i still do not think he is the future of the titans that's all i wanted to say what is the future of the titans though is the um the titans defense because they are for real um and it's another week where matt ryan is exposed okay i mean you can t- like this is this is what you've said sort of about um uh aaron Rodgers as well you know you have the stats matt ryan had 400 yards Okay, but he he looks just he looks just, just looked terrible, you know. What I mean, like if you yeah, he threw a lot of slants which were taken a longer. He take he throws those balls into double coverage which Julio Jones catches, but nobody else would catch. So <laughs> you can tell that it's without the Cal Shanahan offense which made him the MVP that one year. He's nothing. There, there is just there is just nothing. Um, he constantly throws into double coverage. There is no run game what they have. I mean Ridley and Jones. Um, they have less. Um, so okay. So Ridley and Jones. Let's talk about them. So the way they do it, um, the way the Falcons' offense runs right now, they have two big wide receivers. They send them both deep every time. Okay, both deep every time. So, but the tight defense have good DBs. They actually do have good DBs. So they sort of roll coverage every time. So they're not forced to run a cover four against those two. They are not forced to do that. So what I do is they run a um, sort of a fake cover three do you know what i mean depending on where uh, where the strong side is to the strong side they'll uh, run zone to the weak side they'll run man and matt ryan can't figure that one out he doesn't see that and he, that's why he keeps constantly throwing double coverage but which obviously leaves one db free which always goes on the tight end so who are you throwing to now right who are you gonna throw to you have both receivers are covered matt ryan doesn't see the one which meant to be open the way the um the tight end is picked up by the second safety and what now? You have your dumb passes, right? You have those dumb passes or you're trying to force it to the tight end. And it's not a success formula which you can win in the um, in the NFL with. Okay? Good. That's my point. Uh, Falcons offense sucks. Metroid is a good reason for that. Offensive scheme doesn't help. Titans defense was good. Um, NFC really should be the Falcons to lose. And they are really losing it right now. <laughs> um, the Bucks had a really, really good game. What? Uh, so the Titans, um, I just want to say, AJ Brown, last week I said, we need to, so Mario can't keep going on with just one pass yeah. catcher down the field. I completely forgot that AJ Brown existed. I completely forgot that they drafted him. And he had a great game, didn't he? Yeah, he had, he had, he had, he had first a First time yeah. that we've had a Titans receiver with two receiving touchdowns since 2016. Who was I'm thinking right now? Who was the quarterback there? Two sixteen. Hasselback. Is that Hasselback? Yeah. Is that pre Wentz Young? Yeah, that's way before Wentz Young was drafted. Yeah. It's like way longer. Okay, good. Assuming okay, so just moving for the future, like I don't I don't know really what's going on in the NFC South because it should be the Falcons, but they have sort of lost now. The Bucks should have never won, but they won obviously against the Rams. Uh, the Saints keep rolling without Breeze right now and only 12 points. So that should be an interesting division to keep an eye on it. And Mariota, again, I don't think he can repeat this next season, uh, next next game, because obviously he'll have the Buffalo defense, which is a completely different caliber. So AFC South, wide open. Everybody tuned to right now. Who we got next? Well, let's talk about that Buffalo defense. We can go to the Patriots' Bills because that was, uh, I think we said before, I don't think that the Patriots in their first eight, nine games of the season are going to have any trouble. Um, I think the Bills' defense gave them much more trouble than they thought they were going to get. I think yeah. they proved the Bills' defense is is legit. Um, they're actually doing, doing bits out there. Patriots um, only putting 16 points up on the board against the Bills, who, only, who, could, uh, who could only put 10 up. Josh Allen at the Bills playing his heart out, bless him. We've said it before, if he is throwing everything into these games, if he's, if he's <laughs> diving for first downs, rolling out, putting everything on the line for these games, he's never going to beat anybody. He's never <laughs> going to beat anybody that's any good. And I think that proved that that was the case because uh, he played the Patriots. Patriots defense, arguably the best in the league this year. Probably, really? definitely, definitely the best in the league actually. Um, and 
How yeah, it's him, him playing his, I don't know, but him playing his best wasn't enough. He ended up forcing the ball, three interceptions. He got injured. He put they put Barkley Barkley in. He threw a pick as well. It was it was a mess. Um, you see, you see, like that, like he's playing like it's his last game every game, and it's like like the like the playoff game of all time, and mm. it's never enough. And it no. was enough last week, but when I told you, like he will never beat a good team like that. Yeah. So. Um, I mean, this was the Patriots' hardest game yet. The Bills' D gave Brady a real tough time. They they did. Uh, he threw an interception against them, actually, which has got to be first interception this season for him. Um, I haven't checked that, but maybe. Uh, he plays them so rarely, they don't even count. Yeah. So, I, I'm I'm hopeful for the Bills, especially in that conference. We've already said it's uh, it's once you've got the Patriots at the top, it's kind of open. Um, I don't think they'll come. They'll come beat them. On yeah, the, but on what do you need? Picture, you need to but... get like a. You need to get like a nine-seven record. Well, who else is it? It's, it's the Jets and the well, Dolphins. Well, the AFC. Yeah, but you don't like. You understand? So, like, if they, if the Patriots take the division, you have to be at least sixth or fifth best within the entire conference in the okay. AFC. Okay. Okay. They're mean? three. And, they're three and one now. Okay. They'd be, yeah. They, they beat the. Uh, they need six the Jets more again. wins. They beat the Bills. Oh, sorry, they beat the Dolphins uh, twice. Uh, they lose to the Patriots. You know, I can see them going. Well, let's bring again, it up. Let's at, see. at least, let's at least bring another. It up. Let's see how they. Let's see if the Bills have a chance. Because you know what, I'd like to see if, um, like, if that's how Josh Allen plays <laughs> in the regular season. <laughs> I yeah. kind of want to see if there is there a level up you could make in the. Um, I'm like mildly rooting for the Bills to make this because I kind of want to see how Josh Allen plays yeah. in the playoffs if he's playing okay. this hard in the regular right. season. So the Bills are 3-1. Okay? Yeah. Next week, they've got the Titans. They can win that game. Yeah. Yeah. Then they got the Dolphins. They can win yeah. that game. The Eagles, they'll lose. The Redskins, they'll win. The Browns, don't know. Then they've got another Dolphins game. So we're already looking at uh, one, two, three, four... Four wins, five wins, and a loss over the next six games. They've got the Broncos, which I reckon they can take. Yeah. The Cowboys, they'll struggle with. The Ravens, the Steelers, they'll struggle with. And the Patriots and the Jets. So, uh, yeah, you, they're going to lose, gonna lose uh, maybe five, six games. But I think they can, make a, they can take a wild card spot this year. Yeah, I think they can make 9-7. Like. Yeah. If they if they win the must wins games and don't lose to someone like the Redskins, I think they can take it. Good. Got a little bit off track, but you know what? I like the way Josh Allen is playing. Like he's not just not good enough, right? As to to win the good like against a good team, but I do appreciate always someone who plays with effort, right? Because I have seen a lot of teams and a lot of quarterbacks who just do not. And let's talk about effort. Chargers and Dolphins. The Chargers wiped the floor with the Dolphins 30 to 10. I'm not really going to go into this game. I'm not even going to waste a lot of time on it, but the Dolphins don't even try. And you know, the only person who's really trying on their Dolphins team is Josh Rosen. <laughs> yeah, I said it last week. He's not bad. He just plays like, for shit team. I'm quite honestly, right now, I'm, I'm, I was su- really surprised about Josh uh, Rosen against the Chargers defense. I think he had six drop balls this week. Then I went last week back where he had, again, another six drop balls, also deep. And they, he's putting them right on the money. Like, those people are not even running full speed. And he sort of still hits them right into the arms. And he's very accurate. I mean, it's very, it's uh, obviously not the hardest weather to play down there in mm. Miami and, and, and LA. But obviously, you have, like, and he, they were playing in Miami. It's not the hardest weather right now. And it never really is. But I think he looked really good. And for me, I think he looked... And I say this not with ease, but he looked better like than an Andy Dalton to me. He just doesn't have anybody catching the ball. He could have had like four. He could have had like 300 yards, three TDs. Quite honestly, if they're just catching everything, mm-hmm. there's there's nobody there, and they're not trying. And the defense is not trying. Like if you watch if you watch the game, um, you can see that the defensive line, yeah, they're sort of getting after uh, Rivers, but not really. Like they're sort of uh, there's there's at some point where the defensive tackle sort of just stood up and the center and the defensive tackle just sort of held each other. So, I mean, again, I still don't understand how the Dolphins team hasn't boycotted, uh, Dolphins team, um, hasn't boycotted that because the defense is 100% not trying. Um, Josh Rosen, the wide receivers are just not good enough to catch or don't, or don't really care. But I think, like, Josh Rosen is legit. 
Like I think he's legit. If you, I, I don't, I think that he could be starting for other teams. Like, what makes you wonder he plays, why, he, why he didn't didn't last down in Arizona? Well, they changed the quarterback, uh, the coach. Okay. They had they had they they took Kyle Murray's um, college coach. Oh okay. Do you see what I mean? That. Like he had yeah, he had one that. season he had one season with the worst team in the league with no offensive line and you can see that with Kyle Murray right now right? Yeah. There's no offensive line he had nothing he had only for Gerald there, and he played what did he play eight games I think mm-hmm. after after Sam Belfer got benched and then he got shipped away because you know you had the new head I forgot the uh, the name of the head coach. Kingsbury is it Kingsbury uh, from the Arizona Cardinals, um, the former head coach of Kyler Murray, who was the first, number one overall draft pick, and obviously so he got shipped away. But I think Josh Rosen can start. I think he looked legit. I was super surprised. I th- I wouldn't be surprised if like like I would take him over Dalton, obviously because I hate Dalton. Um, I take him over. <laughs> I take him over Cousins. That's the thing for you. Like that would be a good match. I take Josh Rosen over Cousins. He'll cost you half. Less than that, right? And he'll give you a much better game. What about Keenum? Would you take him over Keenum? Yes, I'll take him over Keenum. Uh, yeah. I would not take him over Carr because I because I do think Carr has some has a really really strong arm. I think he's a much stronger arm. He's better. I think I, I like Carr more than Rosen. I take him over Keenum. I take him over. Um, it's a tough one. Would I take him over Mariota? Probably. I would even take him over Mariota. I would take him over Cousins and Dalton. Yeah, definitely. So those are like four starting spots, which would be very possible next season for him. Okay. okay. Good. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's, 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 move on to, let's move on to talk about Keenum then. Let's go to let's go to Washington, Washington Giants. Um, wow, this game was blown <laughs> out. And to be fair, I wouldn't say that it was because of a massive Giants performance on offense, but twenty-four to three, uh, they took the win. Giants. I think Daniel Jones ended up twenty-three to thirty-one. 225 yards, uh, a touchdown, and an interception. The touchdown was just a, I mean, a desperate flick out to the run back. Seriously, he was so open, and everybody else was covered. He held onto the ball for so long, <laughs> and then finally went, okay, fine, I'll flick it to the running back. Um, but I think that may be just because he's not used to having uh, those guys in. It was uh, Gorman and Hilleman who were covering for Barkley on the day. Yeah. Um, their performance, I think, was acceptable. They both showed speed and and, and that they could fill in whilst Barkley wasn't there. But yeah. they also both fumbled, um, one of them on the goal line. Um, it was not a strong performance from the running backs. It's the, it's the Jones, is the, um, Dan- is it Daniel Jones, right? Yeah. Um, is the Daniel Jones hype real? Is that... I think that they they struggled against a team Washington team who's not good. Um, so I think it goes the same way as uh, a lot of a lot of these backups that are, that are jumping in now. Yeah, they look good on the day, but as soon as they play a decent team who's prepped yeah. for them, they'll struggle. Yeah. They really will. And yeah. um, I think they without Barkley today, they they or the other day they relied on Shepard, Stone Shepard, um, who did have a good day, hundred total yards on on the day. He had a he had a nice end around. As well, um, defensively, Jabril Peppers. Uh, you remember Jabril Peppers? Yes, they drafted him as a safety because he was—he was a—he was, was a really good linebacker at Michigan. Um, but then they drafted. I think the Browns it was the Browns who drafted him as a yeah. as a safety. And he came over in part of the Odell trade. So yeah, um, yeah. But I think otherwise he's been—he was a utility player and he's been relatively quiet last season. And um, yeah, he had a pick six uh, this game. So. Really? Yeah. So was uh, it a good pick six or one of those comeback pickups? You know, you know when someone runs a curl. Yeah, it was. It wasn't. It wasn't a spectacular pick six, but it was. It was. It was thirty-two yards back to the back to the end zone. So nice, nicely done. Um, Washington, Keenum was was pretty bad. Came out through a pick, got benched. Haskins got on the field for the first time. He threw the pick six. Uh, He also threw a total of three interceptions. They had no running game. Um, it was a dreadful day for the Washington offense. Defensively, not too bad. Dunbar caught two picks. Um, it just wasn't enough to to fix the mess that the offense had left them in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kinnam is like this is. I don't I don't understand how he gets like one starting job after another one. 
And or the coaches are always like I always read about the coaches telling that he actually wins every starting job in training camp. Mm. Like that should give you like some sort of indication that okay he wins it. Then and sometimes when he wins your training camp, you're like thinking ah eh, maybe I should not let him play. You know what I mean, <laughs> but obviously he's just in a you know just a placeholder right now for here. Haskins. Mm. I said I keep saying Haskins. Is it Haskins? Haskins. Ah, fuck. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, to Carolina versus Texas, uh, 16-10. I mean, coming into this game, you're thinking, okay, how's Carolina gonna do without Cam Newton, and how are how is the offensive line of the Texans going to hold up? Because the Texans offensive line did actually a pretty good job last week, and decided, well, we did it once, we never need to do it ever again. Quite obviously, because um, I mean, I've Watson was sacked six times, had 12 QB hits, 18 hurries. I mean, I know QB hurries is a very strange stat, but it's basically every time a quarterback is flushed out of the pocket and forced into an incompletion or like a very bad throw, basically. Uh, he had he had 21 uh, completions out of 33 for 160 yards. Okay. It, I, I don't even know if it's just the offensive line or if it's Bill O'Brien's offense in general, because um, there was a... You know, there are certain plays which make you question the head coach, right? Mm-hmm. And there was one play. They were second and four, right? So they're second and four in red zone, right? In the Carolina red zone. And what they do is they run a pass to Hopkins, right? And then Hopkins throws an interception. It's second down. It's second and four, right? Yeah. You're in the red zone. What the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> yeah, this is a desperate play, and it, it, it's a desperate play that's happened in a time that it, it wasn't necessary. What for? Like, why, why are you doing that? Like, it's like I don't understand on the third down if you're like out of field goal range, but not in the red zone. That's three points, first of all, giving away. And I think on second down, Watson could have made something better out of that. But okay, um, let's move on to Carolina. Christian McCaffrey is probably the toughest white person I have ever seen. He's incredible. <laughs> He's just incredible. Uh, he, had 30, he had 37 touches. Okay, 170 all-purpose yards. I mean, I'm going to say he's incredible, but also he's taking a lot of hits. There's not much running out of bounds with him. Uh, he's taking an entire beating. I mean, Kyle Allen is a backup quarterback, and even he would not lose the job even to a bad camp. Okay. He's not. He's good enough to be ever a starting quarterback, and well, I think he. You know, I got I got a stat for you here. So, last twelve games for the Panthers, three wins. Yeah. yeah. All Kyle Allen starts. I understand. I understand. But it's also the Texans scored ten points. Okay. So let's let's be let's be let's be realistic about it. I've seen Kyle like I've seen Kyle Allen. I've watched every single throw of him. And just to make sure that I get this accurately done, he cannot free he cannot throw downfield accurately. Um, he cannot make that that you know the 12 yard comeback throw. That is that 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 signature NFL throw which sort of divides the college quarterbacks from the uh, NFL quarterbacks. It's so a when tough throw. Runs, I understand, but that's you get. This is why you're the quarterback. That's why there's only 32 people who can do it really in the entire world, <laughs> who do it, who do it good, and probably only 20 of them who do it on a on, a, on an elite level, right? But that's sort of the throw he cannot he cannot make that throw. Uh, but he also cannot complete the downfield. Uh, he's really struggling with arm strength uh, with accuracy. I understand it could come with um, with experience and more, but if I look at him, I there's I don't. I see in him like a Kirk Cousins type. Do you know what I mean? Because the minute he sees, like he realizes he cannot complete it downfield, and then even if he sees someone open downfield, which there was a moment, he still checked it down to McCaffrey, and that that's just not a winning formula which is going to get you into the postseason, no. right? Um. So that he looked very much to me like a early Kirk Cousins. So that's why I'm not saying that I don't think he will be a real starter. Um, and I think a bad Cam Newton is still better than than Al. The, the reason they're losing with Cam Newton is because he throws four picks, right? And fumbles three times, right? So it's like <laughs> like you get either two touchdowns from him or four picks, one of the two. And you're not going to win any game of that. So, again, Carolina is worse than 
it's the worst, it was the worst team in my eyes, and they should have lost. But you know, if you get if you don't give Watson any time, you're not gonna score any points. That's how it is. Moving on, let's do the next one. Who you got? Uh, let's go to the Raiders at Colts. Um, this was a needlessly close game and a needlessly high-scoring game. It was 31-24 <laughs> to the Raiders in the end, and I think it was purely because both teams suck right now, and it's like anybody can just score a touchdown at any point. The Colts found it almost impossible to move the ball uh, in the first half. They had five drops in the first half, three of them from Ebron alone, and these are clear-cut drops. This is not just fingertips, outstretched arms. This yeah. is drops. Um, I see, and I that's think unusual that, for Ebron. I liked him as a tight Yeah, yeah. I think the Colts really struggled this game. They've not got T.Y. Hilton in. Uh, Malik Hooker was out. You've got um, Leonard Hooker. was out. <laughs> Pardon? Hooker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were, they, were, they were out. And that was very detrimental to the team. They couldn't, they couldn't seem to get anything going. Um you have a Raiders team with, as we know, I don't particularly think Derek Carr's a very good quarterback, uh, and their running game is weak, weak as hell, in my opinion. Um, that said, uh, Foster Moreau had his first receiving touchdown as a rookie um, at a tight end position. It was quite a nice touchdown. Uh, Terrell Williams also had a touchdown. He's had a touchdown in all four games this year. So That's pretty <laughs> bullish. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's anybody else, apart from obviously quarterbacks, I don't think there's anybody else that can say that on any other team. Don't know. You need to check that one out. Um, but yeah, out of the gates, Raiders came out strong. They took an, they took an early lead. Um, they had a, a 60-yard Trevor Davis end around that, that just caught the, uh, caught the Colts defense unawares. I mean, I didn't watch... It was all downhill. I mean, I didn't, I didn't watch hard works, but... I don't know. I, John Gruden, as a coach, uh, the way I see he, he runs defenses, which is very old school. The way he runs offenses, also quite old school. Um, with his 10-year, $100 million contract, even though he hasn't coached in, I don't know how long. It's, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of the Raiders. I'm not, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get really behind, behind it. I love Mike Mayock, obviously, because he was like the scout on NFL.com. Um, I'm surprised some of the general manager decisions he's made. <laughs> I'm glad they got rid of Brown, though. Um, so I don't know what really the future holds for the Raiders. Um, Derek, Derek Carr, is, I think he's paid already. Yeah. He got his contract. Um, so obviously they're set with him, but all those draft picks, all of those great draft picks they accumulated um, for all for the Khalil Mack trade and whatever they're giving away, you see none of it now. See, none of it is coming out, so uh, it's tough to take the Raiders seriously because it's unfortunate because I really was hoping, you know, they could make something out of it. Yeah, I just, I, I, I'm surprised that they won this game. I think if the Colts were at full strength, they would have taken it. Um, that defense you were talking about clearly seemed to work against a quarterback who's not very good. Uh, Brissett, <laughs> we've always said he was the best of the backup QBs. He's still a backup QB in my eyes. He really struggled to make those tight passes. You know, those, it, they, they ran this, this zone defense a couple of times. They were out there in zone. And receivers were open. They were sitting down in, this, in between the zones, wide open. And Brissett just couldn't get the ball to them. He wasn't making mm. those. He wasn't, wasn't was the same Overflowing, underflowing, was it? I think it was just slow, slow to react. He didn't yeah. see, he recognized it was a zone. His receivers were sitting down and it was a good couple of beats before he was like okay mm. he's staying there i'm gonna throw the ball to him by which time the window was closed yeah, so, yeah it was okay. a timing issue I, I like i like percent let's see how he improves let's hope mm -hmm. on that right yeah so moving to what i was thought was gonna be the actual super bowl of this year uh, kansas city versus the lions we've got a preview of that i tell you Quite what honestly <laughs> Uh, that is that was the best game. game of the season. Yeah, that, that was the best game of the season, and it had me just in in a heart attack. The worst thing is, I'm just gonna tell you the story quickly. Do you remember when we were texting or oh, in the group chat, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, the lines are amazing. The lines just got this right, and oh my god, we got this. And the minute I written this, I read what's the next thing I wrote after that. 
Uh, it was just, yeah. It's why did I jinx it? Why did I jinx it? Why did I jinx it? <laughs> and I knew that it happened. And I said, I written it before the play happened. I written, why did I jinx it? And what happened? The Lance fumbled the ball on the one yard line in Kansas City territory, and Kansas City takes it back 100 yeah. yards on a fumble return. I have never bitten my tongue so badly as I did in that moment. Play to the whistle. Um, yeah. I mean, I just, I just, I just couldn't really take it. But this game had it all. This game had a catch and lateral, lateral from uh, Charles Kelsey and oh. McCoy. Got to watch the highlights. It's Kelsey. pretty banging. That was unbelievable. They had a game. Yeah. I mean, they say, like, obviously he's saying that was completely improvised. But then Sean McCoy, um, Lashawn McCoy came out and said that they do train play all the time. I don't know if he was being sarcastic or not, but you can sort of see, in the play you can see McCoy reaching out hands before Kelsey gives it away. I don't yeah. know how they communicated on that, but that is that was an incredible play. I, I, I cannot, it cannot have not been really studied because it's Mahomes rolling out to the right, throwing across his body to the middle of the field, which you don't do, and McCarthy sort of catching it on the far hash side and tossing it back to McCoy. I'm pretty for, sure he, I think he, it was like he threw that game. ball. He tossed it out to uh, to uh, McCoy before his feet had even hit the ground. He was in the air <laughs> and it was a catch. And yeah, was more like, wasn't that so? Yeah, I like that was good play. I mean, then then you had another like crazy moment where which I just talked to you about when when I was texting you. So um, the Lions were running, and um, uh, Steve uh, Matthew Stafford Matthew Stafford decided he was gonna be you know Lamar Jackson, run five yards up front. Obviously, immediately got his ball punched out. <laughs> um, lost the ball on that. Three plays later, I think it was the Kansas City fumbles the ball. Lines back in Kansas City territory on the one yard line. Handed off. Kerry Johnson fumbles the ball on the uh, on the one yard line. He sort of stretched out and was lying on a he was lying on a Kansas City defender and was stretching out and they sort of just punched the ball out before he got out uh, before he sort of went down. Mm-hmm. And so Kansas City took it back. That was crazy at that moment. That entire game came down to the last 20 seconds. I mean, I was on the edge of my seat. It was fourth quarter, 20 seconds. Mahomes somehow gets them down to the one-yard line of the Detroit Lions. And then they punch it in. And I'm just, I've never been so heartbroken. 34-30, the loss to the Lions. But, I mean, Matthew Stafford had himself a game. 21-34, 300 yards, three TDs. Bullish. He was so accurate. He was no looking interceptions. like MVP. I mean, he was looking like an MVP. He was making really tight throws. I'm not saying that because I'm a Detroit Lions fanboy. But, like, he was making very, very, very strong throws. Um, and you can see you can see that NFL veteran quarterback because it's not just zipped, hanging passes, and some of them were floated in like pillows. So it's he's, he was just on point. Obviously, you have Mahomes with... 24 out of 30, uh, 42 attempts for 315 yards. He did not have a touchdown. And the, actually, the only reason why the t- uh, Lions were in this game was because Mahomes went 0-6 for in the first half on deep balls. Yeah. So, like, obviously, they can see went down to, like, oh, we're going to just, you know, toss it as far as we can every single time <laughs> and see how that goes. And then, obviously, that didn't connect. But the Lions DBs are... Um, very, very, very strong. There were two times where Mahomes made a completion in the end zone, and the, the Lions DBs are just knocking it out. Yeah, they were um, punching the ball. They were they were punching exactly on the ball every single time, yeah. weren't they? They weren't yeah. they weren't going in swatting them away. They were they yeah. were with a with a fist punching every single yeah, time. Yeah, Mahomes should have had two DBs, quite honestly, but you know both were punched out by DBs, which I think just speaks credit to them. They were. Well, in coverage, doing very, very good thing. The problem you have is you, there was no pass rush, right. so I, they were not sending enough people. First of all, and the the defensive line is not good enough to make, you know, to just make it by themselves. So you just give Mahomes loads of time. Yes, he wasn't completing everything, but then you're not sacking him either. So yeah, you, know, you gotta send you gotta send more guys. Um, that's that's a little bit of an issue which needs to be addressed. Uh, Kansas City, quite honestly. I think they they made that that was their poorest effort of the season, quite honestly, and they still won. I yeah. mean, it shows on how how strong they are. And don't get me wrong, I'm I'm now fully on board with the Lions the Lions hype. I think they yeah they are not the same shit team they've been every year for the last god knows how long. They 
you know, they, they look like a really, really strong team out there against a strong opponent as well. It came, like you said, I came mean, down to the last 20 seconds and it was it was a strong, strong defense they were playing against, a strong offense. And they looked good. They really did. I am glad that they lost because we took on a bet last week that I'd shave my beard <laughs> off if they won. So I'm glad. That was close. They came down to the last 20 seconds. I forgot about that. I was sweating a little bit on that one, I have to say. But uh, but no, I'm, I'm I'm all aboard. I like it. I like the Lions this year. Great. No, I mean, like, this is this, this is just how it is right now. We'll see how it, how it, um, because I also see that the NFC North is, you know, up for the taking the Lions. The Lions can beat the Vikings, they can beat the Bears, they can beat the Packers right now on the way they're playing. They're literally just, they need to get two sacks in the game. Like, if you get two more sacks in the game on, like, key three uh, third downs, where they're giving him, uh, they quite a, bit, a lot of time, I think they win, uh, you know, they are 4-0 and not 2-1-1. Uh, yeah. So... That is enough for me for the Lions. We got yeah, well, to, well. Let's go from teams not getting sacks to uh, the Broncos and Jags because going into this game, it was the Broncos had not had uh, takeaways or sacks in the first three games of this season. Yeah. Uh, and actually, it looks like the Broncos defense turned up. They turned up last game. Um, the defense came away with five sacks. Um, Kermak, uh, well, not Kermak, sorry, um, Von Miller. Getting, getting it off to a start. I think they, they played very well on defense. Um, they were putting so much pressure on Gardner Minshew. I mean, you, you see, you've seen the videos, the highlight videos of him dancing around in the pocket, duking yeah. left, right, and center, taking off. It was like that all game. It was only the last, really, last quarter-ish that he started being able to avoid them. Before that, he was just getting beaten up back there. Um, but yeah, I mean, Minshew. Minshew magic, hey? What MVP. a boy, MVP for Minshew. Did you see those last, those, there was two catches, two of them that yeah, were yeah. just duking left, right and centre, flicking the ball up, making great plays downfield. He actually had one play where there was a a strip, uh, so strip fumble. He picked up the ball and then passed for a completion as well and got a call for roughing the passer. So that one play, <laughs> from from a defensive point of view, it started off with a, with a, a QB fumble. And it finished with QB recovering the ball, completing the pass for the first down, and then getting a 15-yard penalty for uh, for. I mean, I'm liking, I'm passer, liking Minshew. So. I like, I like he's, he's playing, he's playing with swag. Yeah, I, I, I want to say that Minshew's performance was great. Um, he actually didn't complete a lot of passes. Uh, he went 19 for 33, um, and it was uh, 213 yards, two touchdowns. The the DBs, the defense of Denver turned up, I'm telling you. But I don't want to say that Minshew did great because he seems to have overshadowed overshadowed how well Leonard Fournette did. Uh, Fournette yeah. has had a bit of a tough time recently. He has not had a good start to the season. He didn't have a good end to the last season. Um, I just didn't think he was doing very well. This game, though, seemed to turn up very well, averaging seven, oh, nearly eight yards a carry. He had 29 carries, so they put the ball in his hands a lot. 225 yards. Um, so Fournette did very, very well. I mean, well this is there. this is what it is. I mean, this is what it is. You can you can you've seen it this week, especially with Baker as well. We'll get to them next. Um, you know, when you have a, um, I don't want to call him a rookie quarterback, but still, if you have a very young quarterback, you give him a running game, you have a good chance at winning the game. Yeah, it's very simple. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say, I think on defense for the for the Jags, they didn't have. Um, What's his face? The corner. Um, go on. He's, I've blanked him from my mind now. He's not turning up for practice. He's not turning up for games. So he's gone in my mind. Um, I understand why he's leaving. Like I understand. Like this. I still have not fully. Do you un, do you understand the story behind this? I no, I understand he. So from what I understand is um, he's up for contract after Ramsey. the season, right? Yeah. Ramsey, exactly. So to be able to get like probably the best one, he needs to be constantly in man coverage. Um, because they're, they're obviously utilizing in zone. Do you remember the game against the Texans? Yeah, I understand it. I just don't understand why he's throwing his toys out of the pram, kicking up so much of a fuss in the first place. But is that it? Is that, is that, is that it? Is that the only reason? Because they're not playing him 100% of man coverage. I don't know where you're going to go, where they're going to play you in man coverage all the time. Nowhere. No. Like, <laughs> anyway. But today, well, uh, Sunday, they showed that actually they didn't need him. So the corner that stepped into his place, I have no idea who he was. Absolute nobody came in. Uh, had a couple of passes deflected and and shut down some of the the Broncos receivers. Well, so, it's against Flacco, right? So yeah. what does that really mean? 
Yeah, I mean, Sanders and Flacco, they teamed up for a big, big chunk of yards this time around. Flacco relied heavily on his receivers to catch and run. Um, I mean, he's got he came away with 300, 303 yards, but a lot of that was on short passes and receivers with big runs. Like, he start, he's starting to remind me a little bit of Eli Manning, you know, who like last couple of seasons when still Ob- Odell Beckham was there. I mean, he wouldn't really complete much deep. They would, he would just give it in their hands and they would run for it. Yeah. It was, good, it was, never uh, the boat. it was make your QB look good day. It must've been because uh, Sanders, Sanders was, was spectacular out there. He seemed to be catching everything that came his way. There was one and on point my bench. where, <laughs> there was one point where he had a great catch over the middle and he sort of landed and slid on his knees and his his knee went up underneath him and it looked really bad it, it looked like for me i was like that's an acl gone but yeah he went off for a bit turned out just a, a quad injury came back on finished the game uh now monday morning said yeah it's a it's a quad bruise and tear but nothing nothing more serious so hopefully that won't be won't be too too much of an issue going forward so but yeah. All right. Uh, let's do this. Just spoken about um, the Browns. Okay. Just spoken about Baker uh, Mayfield and how a good running game will give you a very strong opportunity to win. This is exactly what you have. Uh, what happened? Browns versus the Ravens. Uh, Browns won 40 to 25. Yeah. Turn it this around. This looks a lot. I mean, this this looks a lot close. This looks a lot closer than it actually was. I mean, Ravens had a garbage time touchdown. Okay, actually, I would really give it 40 to 18. Okay, mm-hmm. um, going into this game, okay, I wanted I wanted to know: um, Are the Browns gonna keep up with the hype? Are they, are they gonna get up to that hype level? And is Lamar? Was I right about Lamar Jackson last week not looking like an NFL quarterback and not being able to? You know, unless he completes those areas, will he be uh, successful? And this is exactly what happened. This is exactly um, what I've said last week. Lamar Jackson is throwing Hail Marys, you know, downfield into double-triple coverage right now, and they do not get completed. Against the Kansas City, there's two of them which got completed, so that's why he got like 90 yards out of them. It didn't happen right this week. Um, I did recognize, though, there's another problem with them. We'll get right to that. And we'll, we'll get uh, to that in a minute because I want to speak about the Browns first. Um, Nick Chubb and Landry combined for uh, over 300 yards. Nick Chubb for, on, the, on the ground with 165 and Landry through the air for 165. But they are not big, big deep. They weren't big, t- deep passes to Landry. I mean, he ran for most of it. One of them was a sort of a flick forward. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Baker looked okay. I actually, look, I, Baker looked good. He looked accurate. He didn't because they didn't ask him to do too much. You understand? They didn't ask him to do too much. I mean, Odell, they he realized everybody was teaming up on Odell Beckham, and you can feel his presence. You can feel OBJ's presence. I mean, he is there. He come, He only had two catches for 20 yards, but you can tell he's double covered every single time. Oh, I mean, if you if you're restricting, you're putting so much pressure on Odell. Fine, he had two catches, but then you look at what happened to Landry because he was open the whole time. Yeah, I mean, this is. I can see this offense now developing, and I can see Baker being a little bit more mature, I want to say, with the ball, like because he doesn't force it into windows. Uh, he doesn't try to make splash plays. He was very, he had a very humble performance. You know what I mean, he played very humbly, which is very good. This is sort of the way you, the way, the way you sort of always, when you try, don't try to always, you know, go for the home run hits. And um, if he keeps that up, and you know, the run game keeps going, I can see the Browns just. By playing naturally good football, they're playing good defense, and with that, they're playing good offense. Um, to the Ravens, okay. Uh, Lamar Jackson, very much struggling downfield. He makes terrible choices because he completed 90 yards lucky passes last uh, last game, which again I, d- I didn't think was going to happen again, and it didn't. But I think there's another problem here. Uh, when you watch the game, uh, the Ravens are meant to be a run team, mm-hmm. right? But the minute the running game doesn't really work, they go out and spread and become a passing team. Do you know what I mean? Now it starts working again, we go back into I-formation. And now we go back into I-formation. And then, oh, man, it's not working again. Let's try and put it under Lamar Jackson's shoulder. Well, what are you doing then now? Jim Harbour, what are you doing? Are you a running team? Are you a spread team? I mean, 
I, I don't know what you're asking Lamar Jackson to do. Lamar Jackson is not going to be successful in his brother funds. That it, it's just not going to happen. I do not know if he has the... I don't want to say he doesn't have the IQ to um, to run a spread offense, but he clearly doesn't see. And he needs very much a lot more training because he sees one player which he believes can make a catch. He doesn't even see open players. It's not a matter of... He, looks, he doesn't look for open players. He looks for people who he thinks can make a catch. Like there was, there's one play where he threw it downfield into double coverage where Wesley Sneed was literally in between two defenders. Like there was, there was a no point he was free. He couldn't be, he couldn't be more covered. He, he couldn't be more covered. Like it was like you could do anything apart from obviously he got intercepted on that page. I'm like, and so I'm looking at the play and said, like, what did you really see? And there's someone, you know, you could have made a play for 15 yards down um, to the left. Jeremy, you could have dumped it off. You could have sort of scrambled for four yards yourself. There's a lot of things you could have done, but you're sort of going there. So like that tells me that you do not see the field, right? And you do a very poor decisions. And I think you are, you're trying to force it because you're behind and that's just not how, it's just not the way to play. And um, Lamar Jackson needs a solid run game. Uh, he needs to carry the ball himself need to run out play out of play action and that's the way they win games if you are behind you cannot just start you know going to spread offense it's not the way you're gonna run win football games so Ray, the ravens have like in my eyes a little bit of an identity issue so i think they're not asking Mark jackson to do things which make him look bad because you can't really do them you understand yeah. Right, by the looks of things on the surface, this is this is the game that the uh, the Browns fans wanted. This is the, Browns, the game that has all been hyped up to be. Uh, the next week they're going, they're, they're playing uh, in Santa Clara against the 49ers, who are fresh up a bye week. Um, we'll see. What do you reckon? Do you reckon they can they can keep this form? I think I think the Browns, if Baker stays humble. And he doesn't do too much of what is not asked from him, and they get the run game going. I think they can win it. The on the other hand, I think the Ravens, I think the Ravens have an opportunity to sneak into the playoffs, right? Because if I look at the schedule, they got the Steelers. They can win that. There's two wins. Um, they got they got Jets built. Can win those two games. 49ers look, I know still for now unbeatable. But they can beat them. I think they can beat the Texans. They can beat the Bengals twice. I think they can make it to the playoffs, right? But not on the right circumstances. And if I'm going to call it right now, um, if the Ravens get to the playoffs, they are out in the first round. Even if they're not in the wild cards. They're, they're going to probably win the division if I look at it right now. Because the Browns, the Bengals, and the Steelers, I don't think they can keep up with that. I think they're going to win the division. But... You think they're going to beat the Steelers twice? Yeah. I think they're going to beat the Steelers twice. We'll get on to the Steelers in a minute, but you think the way that the defense played against uh, uh, the the, the Steelers' defense played this week against the Bengals? You have two two games on Mason Rudolph, so... Yeah, okay, fine. But you think think that Um, um, Jackson can move the ball effectively the way that he's playing at the moment? against that Steelers defense, I think again, uh, could make all, an interesting this game. Is all down, this is all down to the fact if they decide to do the, uh, to make it and run first team again and yeah. take over all the spread and all the sort of passing, complete, complicated passing routes out of the playbook. Beat them before, I understand it's difficult, but that's the way you got in the playoffs last time. I don't think you should change it right now. Okay. Anyways, we won't run out of time. Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's let's just blitz through the Seahawks Cardinals game. It wasn't a massively interesting game. Uh, 27-10 to the Seahawks. This is Wilson, uh, who is another a short quarterback, who is showing Kyler Murray how to be a short quarterback and play and win. <laughs> um, he gave him a masterclass. Uh, Wilson took no risks. He went 22 out of 28. I mean, that's not a lot of drop passes. 240 yards and a touchdown. Um, Murray, on the other hand. Just couldn't seem to get anything going. He threw a he threw a pick six to the newly acquired Jadavian Clowney um, on the D line in the first quarter. I mean, he just he just put a hand up there, grabbed it, and uh, and, and and ran it back in. Yeah, and put um, and put that uh, sub five forty speed in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was never it was never being never being stopped. Um, I think Kyler Murray, apart from that, wasn't too bad. He made some. Made some smart decisions getting the ball to David Johnson. He had David Johnson on the check down quite a lot, so he wasn't able to look upfield particularly well. Um, 
he just flicked the ball out to David Johnson, uh, who ended up with leading receiver, eight receptions, 99 yards. Um, mm. So he, he did pretty well. I, Kyler Murray had his first rushing touchdown of the season, though. I told you. He was I still haven't had a Kyler Murray game. I said I still haven't had a Kyler Murray game. <laughs> Next week you can have him then. Next week you can you can do a deep dive on uh, on the Kyler Murray situation. But yeah, he he had uh, 241 yards. Uh, he had his first rushing touchdown of uh, of his career. Uh, he did throw that interception, that pick six, but otherwise barely fairly average performance from him. Again, no protection from the O line. Again, running for his life. Um, Seahawks on the other hand, yeah, strong 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 performance. Um, rushing from Chris Carson end up over 100 yards so yeah again not the massive interesting game that you want to see bit of a rivalry internally but no one else cares Um, yeah yeah so that's all I have to say on that so we'll we'll move on yeah yeah actually I'm I I forgot I had the very first Calamari game because they played the Lions and the draw and a draw yeah, I do okay. want to see. I do want to see how he looks like uh, down the line. So I hope. I hope I'm gonna get him at some point though. Let's yeah. keep this. Let's keep this up. Um, I want to blitz through another game quite quickly, which is the Cowboys Saints. Meant to be like really big, cool game. Um, went out 10-12 in Saints' favor. Uh, it's very very boring. It's the exact same game we had last season, where they combined for 400 and something yards. This time they combined for just over 500 yards together. Um, end of the quarter, three for over 200. I mean, for me, Dak is right now out from MVP candidate. I mean, Holmes is um, the clear favorite right now. Uh, I think you're forgetting about Gardner Minshew. I mean, the Gardner Minshew is getting his own MVP. Yeah. There's no, there's no competition for Gardner Minshew. Um, and obviously Matthew Stafford. But I think Matthew Stafford and and Mahomes are both looking right now for an MVP type. Um, the O-line or the offensive line for the Cowboys needs work. They've always been very, very good, but Zeke's averaging 1.9 yards per carry, and that is he's getting stuck. The offensive line is not blocking very, very well. Um, the it doesn't really make the sense, problem, does it? It doesn't really make sense to give Zeke all that money and then not allow him, not give him the tools to move the ball on his own, you know? I don't know. It's just a very defensive game, and the problem you have right now is that I think, like, I'm not going to speak about the Saints because the Saints just do what they need to do to win. To get through, and they're one week closer to Breeze being back, and good that they take it with W, right? Um, the problem they have, the problem I have right now with the Cowboys is that you had the Cowboys were very, very good, okay? Um, when Zeke wasn't there, right? When Zeke wasn't there, the Cowboys played very well because they didn't have a full-on running game and they were relying on Dak. So what they're doing right now is they're sort of forcing the ball into Zeke's hands when it's not meant to be there. Do you understand? So, like, on second downs in seven, right? On um, on almost every first down, Zeke gets the ball. It's just, like, you, you're thinking instead of instead of uh, being very creative the way Kellen Moore always been, right? The very the way, the, the way creative, he can make pa- very good pass concepts. And, like, in the way he was, he's been very, very intelligent with his offense. Right now, it looks like more instead of, okay, let's try to beat them. And this way, now it's looking like, well... Let's try to beat him and put it into Zeke's hands. Like, like I get it. Like build it either around now Zeke's running game, give him the ball 30 times, play of play action, right? Or give it to Dak Prescott 40 times, yeah. right? <laughs> and and play and and let Zeke take the draws and the pitches and whatever. But you gotta make your mind up. You just because you pay the guy doesn't mean you you're sort of trying to be a passing offense, but then you're still giving it into Zeke's hands when it's not necessary. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, I get it. I get it. So let's see how let's see how they all go from that uh, next week. Uh, spending some more time on that, I don't want. But let's let's go move on. All right, I got one last game. Um, okay. Steelers Bengals. That's weird. I got two, but okay. <laughs> two more. Well, I blame the person yes, who split the teams up this week. Um, we just do. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, well, we had we had one team on a bye week, didn't we? So. Okay, move on. So someone let's we go. were going to get more. Um, Steelers Bengals. Steelers defense turned up this week absolutely turned up they came away with eight sacks an interception fumble i respect they nothing when it's against the Bengals. killed it against 
the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, no <laughs> shit. I mean, Andy Dalton's just the worst fucking quarterback I've ever seen at the moment. So um, he couldn't do anything. It didn't even look like they were sending at least four guys every play, fine, but it didn't look like they were sending the house. They didn't look like they were just absolutely going all out blitz. It's just, yeah. Dalton had no time. He was shit under pressure. Uh, he fumbled the ball twice himself. One of them he managed to recover. Uh, he threw a pick. It was just weak as shit. Um, Mixon, on the other hand, Joe Mixon, he averaged four yards a carry against a strong defense that were that were doing bits out there. Uh, 15 attempts, finished up on 62 yards. Uh, I think the Bengals are actually fighting the Browns as to who can lose the hard. Oh, not the Browns, sorry. <laughs> the Dolphins. Who can lose the hardest? Who can get those picks at the next year's draft? Because Christ, it was bad. Um, Steelers, 27 points is very, very generous. Um, it should not. Wide open TDs. Yeah. Uh, Rudolph was okay. He wasn't great. I mean, he. the numbers look good. He finished up with only four incompletions, so it was 24 out of 28. Uh, he finished up with 229 yards, two touchdowns. The numbers look better than they actually are. Um, well, he's not turning over the ball, right? That's the most yeah, thing. yeah. I mean, what is interesting, though, is to see the Steelers receivers are actually fighting for him, so they are fighting for extra yards. They are putting their bodies on the line to get up the field for Rudolph. I don't know if that's because they are being pressured to by I don't know, other sources, but I don't think it's because, you know, there's, there's a mentality where if we win these games, if we can just fight for these games, we can fight and get back in it until um, Roethlisberger is back. The same way that the, the, uh, the Saints are doing that for, um, for Drew Brees, where yes, they've not, exactly. That's where I'm going with this. So yes, they're fighting, but it's not like they're fighting just until he gets back because he's not coming back. So what happens for the Steelers? They fight, they fight, they fight. They're not going to make the playoffs. They're going to end up middle of the middle of the draft board next year and nothing's going to progress. So I, I'm, I'm interested to see how this is going to develop in the season for the Steelers. Yes, they beat yeah. the Bengals by quite a healthy margin. No, it wasn't a good game. No, they're not doing very well. No, they're not going to go far without Roethlisberger. Um, even Judge Connor didn't have a good game. So I think yeah. I see. I see. If I look at the schedule, if I look at the schedule, I see for them four wins. Yeah. So right, another Bengal win, a Dolphin win, maybe the Cardinals. Yeah. Which is a shame because I, the Steelers' defense yeah. is looking strong now that they've, I mean they've picked up. Uh, maybe the Min- Bills as well. So that's four. Yeah. They they picked up Minka. They've got Joe Hayden that they got from the Browns last year. They've got. I mean, defense is looking good. Offense is looking terrible. So, um, yeah. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Good. You got back-to-back so games. Got mo- yeah, we we got. I got back-to-back games. I'll be quick about the Vikings and Bears one. Uh, Vikings lost six, um, six to the Bears. Well, I have two facts I want to say. Chase Daniels came in for Mitch Trubisky, right? Yeah. Chase Daniels has played four games and he's made thirty-five million dollars. It's like that guy has been in the league for I think you know ten or eleven seasons, right? He's made over thirty-five million and has played four games. Yeah. Um. He's not. He's okay. He's. He didn't look great. Um. But he didn't make any. He didn't make many mistakes, which which is I think important. What I want to talk about is that Kirk Cousins is awful, terrible, terrible, terrible right now. Um. He's worse than a checkdown quarterback. Because the checkdown quarterback still sort of gives it the ball away. He just holds on to it. I mean, he took like six sacks. Yes, I get it. Against Kirill Magnum lot. But he was holding on for dear for a very long time. And he constantly held. He was. This is what he's done. Every uh, every play, he's either holding on to the ball and getting sacked. He's holding on to the ball and throwing it down to the fullback. Right? He, like The fullback was more targeted than Adam Thielen. Just so you know. Right? And or he fries, or he or he's throwing the slant behind receiver. So I'm just, I don't like. I I have nothing to say about uh, about Kirk Cousins anymore. He and Andy Dalton. I would put I would even put Cousins right now. I'm I'm thinking right off. I would put him under Dalton because Dalton still completes the deep every now and then. They're very very close. Yeah. What did They're I very, see? I saw I saw a post that. Um... Andy Dalton and Kirk Cousins are the same quarterback, except Kirk Cousins got a better agent. 
and get some more money. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I like that one. Um, yes. So it's it's too early to tell if the Bears can win without Daniels, uh, with Daniels and not Tobiski. Um, but the that's one thing you can tell: the Vikings cannot win any game unless Cook runs for 250 yards, three TDs by himself. And I think you can tell right now what's coming out in the press as well. And Adam Thielen is talking about the fact that he's not happy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's speaking out for the first time against the quarterback. You know, at some point you're gonna throw it. And you don't usually do that unless everything, unless you have real, real, real problems in the locker room. And I think if you have to decide between Adam Thiel and Kirk Cousins, I think the choice is quite obvious to me. Like a, I would take, I would take um, the kid in, in Miami, Josh Rosen, over him. Yeah. yeah. I think Josh Rosen would give him a good time. Yeah. I don't know how he's gonna play in bad weather, but I think he would be a better choice. So, uh, next one. Uh, to the game, I do want to talk about Tampa Bay versus, versus the Rams. Where this? Tampa Bay the yeah. Rams. <laughs> I want to talk about it. 55-40. What, what the hell happened down there? Okay, so I'm going to tell you this. Um, it looks right now like 55-40, but it was 48-40 with one minute and 20 seconds to go, and it was the Rams ball. So it looks, again, a, lo- a little bit further away than it actually was. Um, the Rams did have a chance to win it, but Shaq Barrett is the, for me, the defensive player of the year. Defensive MVP by miles. He yeah. is at one minute and 20 seconds. The Rams have a chance to win the game. He's coming around the corner. Gurley completely misses him on his block assignments. Sacks, strip fumble, Sue picks up the ball and runs it back for TD. Game over. So, yeah. I think Barrett, um, Barrett is just—he's uh, just filling out all of the columns on the on the on the stat sheet, isn't he? I think he amazing. finished up with—he finished up with four tackles. He had a sack. He had an interception. He had a fumble. It was every column yeah, of the I stat mean, sheet. He was. But there. he is—he's been every week. He's on—he's been on point every single week. He's very difficult to stop. And I just—I'm just—I think he's gonna get it. If he's gonna keep that up, he should be a defensive player of the year. Not only because he's making the sacks, but also because. He is a playmaker. Like, when it comes down to it, like, the interception he had wasn't the down. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's coming down. He's making the plays when you have to. So, uh, that's a very, very big positive to take away. There's one thing I want to discuss with you now. Um, I'm not going to talk about Winston. Like, Winston has these games where he throws for 40 Ds. Just happen. Okay? Yeah. And then on the next game, he's going to throw four interceptions. So, again, he's, for me, a, ver- he's for me a, a worse version of Cam Newton. Worse than that. Um... So I'm not really going to go much into Timber Bay because I feel the reason they really won is because they got up very high early. They got up 21 nothing with five minutes left in the, in the first half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what do you do in that stage? Um, I think we've seen one very clear thing. Um, Goff finished the game with 45 completions, 68 attempts. Wow. For 517 wow. yards, two touchdowns, Three interceptions and a fumble. I think I've seen a stat where it says it's the most completions ever. Okay. I get it. He had a, man, a lot of completions. Get it. He had a lot of yards. But I don't think... Uh, I think the Rams have made a big mistake in giving him $100 million. Okay. And I think well, they've done a big mistake on giving him uh, uh, Gurley the money as well. Well, how are you going to give Gurley the ball just five times? That's what I want to understand. I mean, his well, his uh, his knees are arthritic, but he can still carry he prefer, a bit he, more he, of a load he, he, than that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, not only give him two, two times the ball, but uh, for 16 yards, he meant he rushed for two TDs, um, both on the goal line. Yeah, but you, um, you, pay, you don't pay a goal line back that much money. So I think the problem is that they they got behind early, and then you try trying to play catch up. And you need to do those big chunks of yards. And this is where you start throwing the ball and you can't get them. The problem is that Sean McVay is like, who runs that offense? Is it Sean McVay or is it Jared Goff? Right? Because all the very successful quarterbacks in uh, Super Bowl history, yeah, everybody who's won the Super Bowl at some point has some level of control of the offense. Yeah. It doesn't look to me that Goff ever does because. There are, there are moments where it's two uh, second down and two, 
to go, right? And the DBs are like six, seven yards off, right? Linebackers are six, seven yards off. Like you need to audible that out. You understand? Like you need to that you need to audible that out. But he doesn't. Do you know what I mean? There's there's, there's the one, another man where on uh, where they are on third and one. One of go one of Gurley's carries, and they are still packing the box in. And but you're still spread out. You're fooling no one. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you're not yeah. fooling anyone. You gotta bring receivers in for the block, right? Or you gotta call the timeout, or you gotta or you gotta do something. But it's like a very obvious play. He's so he's not taking control of the offense at all, uh, which shows to me that either he doesn't have the authority to do that, or he hasn't the capability to do that. Um, but for me, he's playing a very bad season overall since he's got paid, and not neither of them are living up to the hype. Not golf, not. Um, not girly, and I wouldn't have paid either of them. I would never pay the running back that kind of money in the first place, and I don't think Goff was the right choice for that, and he was a little bit too early. They didn't even have to pay him right now. Yeah. Really, but okay. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, no, I, think I, said, I, I think I said it last week um, that they played the Browns. They did win last week against the Browns 20-13, to 13, but I think that that performance that they put out there, it was weak, uh, and, and yeah. that, that was them on a bad day. They, they put 20 points yeah. out. This sounds like they've had a second bad day, so two weeks in a row. Yeah. At what point does it start to become a trend? What time does that start to define? I think the, so. I, I, the, problem, the, pro, the problem is right now, the problem is straight away lays with golf, right? 100% right now. Because even though he had 45 completions, even though he had 517 yards, he still threw three to interceptions. He still, I understand. Shaq Barrett came on, came like he ran through the defensive line on in a spin move. Yes, Gurley missed the block, but he's on your, he's not on your blind side. Like you gotta hold on to that ball with one minute to go. You gotta hold on to that, right? <laughs> you can't just give it away. Um, you have to be more careful with it. And just he doesn't look to me like a quarterback, like a quarterback who make it. He's he's slipping towards that Andy Dalton type right now, quite honestly. Um, he does have these stats, but it's not, it's nothing, nothing special in there. And I'm not like obviously the Rams defense it takes a very big chunk of that. I mean, you're not gonna how you're gonna let James Winston burn you for four touchdowns, right. and four of them were very deep, wide open. Um, I mean, the DBs sort of uh, Max Peters had a pick six at the very end, so he sort of redeemed himself a little bit. But it's a matter of they're not getting enough pressure on him. In the beginning, in the, in the beginning, like in the second half, they really did. In the beginning, in the first half, they got no pressure on him. They're not really covering anybody. I mean, the defense stepped up the game in the second half, but it's just too late at that stage. It's just overall right now feels dysfunctioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how we are. Okay. All right. Well, I think this was a good week. We didn't really get through much quicker than I thought we were going to do. Uh, even, even though we had, we had one less game and we still took the same amount of time. Thank you very much for listening. This has been a lot of fun. I mean, you can see how the teams are developing. I think me and Mikey are going to start. Um, now we have the first quarter, I want to say, if the season is over. Yep. Right, quite. Um, I think we're going to start making our predictions next week. Um, I think we're going to start doing some rankings as well over the quarterbacks. Uh, I got a surprise for you. Who um, Gardner Minshew at number one, Andy Dalton at number thirty-two, and <laughs> yeah. But apart from that, we're going to crack on now, call it an end, and uh, make sure you're following us on social media. Um, we are at fake underscore punt on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we're also up the podcast up on Apple uh, Apple Podcast now. So subscribe to that, give us a like, a review, all that stuff. Um, yeah. Vass? I wish you a very good day. Yeah. Thank you very much, Fred. You have a good one. Peace out. Peace.